Welcome back, guys. Episode 36 of the Rooted in Logos podcast. I am Brad. I'm joined, as always, by Carter, Austin, and again today by Isaac, one of our worship leaders at our church. This is on Thursday. Because we are absolutely Definitely recording on Thursday. We invited him back. Yep. Yeah, we invited him back. It's live. Two days in a row. Mm-hmm. It is live. No matter what time you're listening to this, it is live right now. <laughs> <laughs> so we are uh, excited to be back. This is another going to be another fun episode. We have decided, obviously Tuesday we talked about just worship in general, worship songs in general, what we look for, what criteria, should we throw out the baby with the bathwater? Like what? What? Do you not know not that? I know that phrase, that phrase, but it's a terrible thing. What the? He has heard that phrase. like the horse thing he said. <laughs> Beating a dead horse. Yeah. <laughs> I, that was so funny. Why would you beat a dead horse? Anyway, it's right. so literal. I still don't get it. Yeah. So we talked, just discussed that. So today we want to discuss specific songs. And so what we decided to do was take, we each pick three songs. One song we think is solid theologically that we really like. One that is maybe iffy, a little questionable. And one that we would just say, we don't sing this, period. Mm. Um, and well, just yeah. full disclosure, that last category was a little harder than we thought it would be to find one that we just say we shouldn't sing on together. Because I think most of these songs that we question theologically are just like we question a line here and a line there, or a verse mm-hmm. here and a verse there. We don't necessarily question the entire song. So we we struggled. I think all four of us kind of struggled to find one that we just thought was not sh- shouldn't be sung at all. I think we all found one, maybe. But uh, we'll we'll go through that and maybe get a little controversial here and make some people mad. And I'm excited about that. I enjoy <laughs> angering people at times. Nah, not really. I enjoy stepping on toes. Can we? You just enjoy making people. Mad. We just talk about the Izzy Worthy things. You just took a shot at it for no reason. The last no, no, I, I wanted to. I wanted to take a shot at it and just leave it there. Oh, okay, cool. No, I mean, was it gonna come up? It's not my like perfect song, but it is a good song. So, so Isaac and I have this ongoing battle, um, and, and and I say it's Isaac and I. It's Isaac. It's pretty much the whole church versus the whole church yeah. on this one song, and and we've. We joke about it more so than we actually are serious, but the song Is He Worthy by Chris Tomlin. Full disclosure, right off the bat, theologically, I have no issues with the song. Lyrically, I'm good with it. Uh, I don't think there's anything questionable about it that would make me think that Chris Tomlin is singing heresy of any mm-hmm, sort. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> the way it's delivered, the way that song is, is put together, <laughs> the melody, the call and response, yeah. the... Um, that's about it. The melody okay. and the call and response. I just... So step one, ah. the first problem, <laughs> don't listen to Chris Tomlin's version. Listen to Shane and Shane's version. You'll like it a lot more. Step two, okay, we can agree the song is boring, the delivery is <laughs> awkward, um, the call and response ver- style is just awkward in general, but the reason that song became a thing for a while um, was because I was so bothered that we were like uncomfortable with the call and response style of worship. And, and specifically because of COVID. When COVID hit and we couldn't meet in our church anymore, though some of us may or may not have been meeting in our church yeah. doing, yeah, whatever. whatever. Anyway, <laughs> when we couldn't meet in our church. Praise and, God. Yeah. When we couldn't worship together, I I was very bothered by the fact that, like, I didn't know if people were capable of, like, leading worship. If, if we had equipped our congregation to... Hmm. To worship them, you know, to do worship with their own household, their own family, because most of our congregation can't play guitar and sing, you know, like, are they going to think that's all there is to worship and they're just going to give up on it altogether? So I wanted to bring a new, new style, a new thing. And, and that was kind of what we landed on is, is he worthy? 
was a call and response style of worship and theologically really great song. I just want to point out, he has never made this coherent of an argument to me in any of the conversations you've, never you've had about this. You've never listened to me. No, no, no. no. <laughs> he have never. I still don't like the song. It takes a podcast for me How, to get this across. However, <laughs> <laughs> he has to listen. It's in his ears right now. That's yeah. true. That's true. I say a little time. I've always joked about with Isaac, with this song specifically, is like, you know, I think what I did was when. I, was I the first person that said something to you about the song? Or uh, other I'm sure Simon said several things before you did. <laughs> well, that's but, Simon. You don't, yeah. you don't listen to him anyway. Right? There's no. <laughs> it wasn't until you said something I started taking things seriously. Okay, so, <laughs> so uh, I, I made the joke, and, and, and I'm like 60% joking, maybe 40% a little bit like this. I kind of believe this. Of like, I said that to him about the song, and he's like, "We're doing it, and we're doing it every <laughs> week," and I'm digging my heels in. <laughs> Yeah. This is the hill I am dying on. And he even just said it just now. I don't really like the song that much. Right. But I am digging my heels in, the, and this is it. It's an awkward song. <laughs> the call and response is awkward. Um, because really, like, I've discovered this, even with our own musicians, and, and, like, the secondary part is, like, almost a lead part with this song. But our own musicians have a hard time knowing how long to hold a note out, and it varies as the song goes longer. Yeah. Um, so it's it's just awkward to do it that way. But I think the style and I think that kind of it, – it's a call back because call and response is a common way of worship. It, it used to be very common. What liturgy was Many huge. of the psalms are written in a call and response style yeah. um, because it's, it's supposed to be a leader saying – you know, posing a question or posing a aspect and the, and the congregation affirming or saying whatever they're going to say, but they're going to call and respond. And specifically, is he worthy? Is it, is it true the earth is breaking? I, <laughs> Is, is all creation groaning? It is. Mm. Um, is a new creation coming? It is. So, like, we're we're affirming your doubts. We're affirming... Then we're affirming what God is doing. And then the chorus, but is he worthy? Like, you, you, you lay out all these challenges, and all the congregation says, yeah, we're challenged by that. Like, we have doubts. We have these problems. So, the leader's going to lay out the challenges. The congregation's going to respond, yes, like, this is bothering me. And then in the chorus, but God is worthy. And really, that's the only question. Like, right. but... Jesus died on the cross, went to, you know, he he now holds the keys to death in Hades. So he is worthy to break the scroll. He is worthy. Nothing else really matters. Yeah. <clears throat> like I said, theologically. And Brad hates that song. I, I have for no some pro- reason. Theologically, I have no problem with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, same here. And for me, it's just. It's all style for me on that song. The the po- the question posed of is he worthy? My I don't even want to ask that question. Mm. I don't even want those coming out. Of well, my it comes mouth. out of Revelation of the uh, yeah the angels around the throne singing who is worthy? Who is worthy? Right, right. and maybe it would have been better to say who is worthy. Well, and it goes uh, it's is it, anyone able to crack this mm-hmm. seal mm-hmm. besides the Lamb of God? And yeah, it, it, it's like I get it, but I I just don't even want to. <laughs> but the, I, but is he thing. worthy? Is a kind of a shout out to your doubts? I think right, like asking the question, hey. Well, is he worthy? Yeah. You know, we know in the Bible and the angels say who is worthy, but asking you, do right. you believe he's worthy? Do you know he's worthy? Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's so where my hatred of that song was at like okay. a 10 and a half out of 10, <laughs> maybe because of that explanation that he finally gave me besides that. <laughs> I'm just going to dig my heels in. Yeah, you're finally okay. listening here. All right. We're not going to look. <laughs> Live on the pod, Brad's having a heart change. He's no, 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 hang out. on. Hear me out. Uh, ten and a half out of ten on my hatred level of that song. Uh, maybe I'm now like a 8.4. Okay, I'll take it. Right. Wow. So like, it dropped me a little bit. You know, 
I don't care. So. <laughs> That's the response I was waiting for. We haven't sang in a long time because it is boring and awkward, but uh, I do like, the more I was thinking about it, I was like, I do like that song. I just wish the call and response style was done better. Yeah. Um, He's making a call to the worship team right now. We're singing it tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not coming to I church. am leading no, this week, so. <laughs> Brad, will you be on the worship team for Is He Worthy this Sunday? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Anyway, just that, uh, yeah. Thank you for that. That's good. All right, guys. Well, let's dive into uh, our songs, and let's start with what the song, one of our favorite songs theologically. What's something that we enjoy most? Um, let's start with Carter. All right. Well, I picked uh, Lord, I Need You by Matt Maher, mm. if that's how you pronounce it. Mar. Mar. Matt Mar. Yeah. That's what I said, pretty much. But, um, <laughs> Matt okay, Maher. So I wrote he's, down a few of these the related to John Maher. <laughs> Okay, fine. <laughs> sorry. sorry, I don't know how to read. I don't know how to spell either. I spelled without wrong. I forgot the U. Uh, well, one of my... I wrote down... I think this is the first verse. Without you, I fall apart. You're the one that guides my heart. And I mean, we talked about it in Romans a few weeks ago. Like, And I think we just said it on Tuesday. Our hearts on our own are like depraved. And we should let him guide our heart. And then that's just what it's saying right here. And without you, I fall apart. Now, he is like with us. But back in February, I felt like I was separated from him and I fell apart, which I mean, he wasn't actually absent, but it's just, I was so clouded that I thought that. And then um, every hour I need you, it's not like how modern Christianity is just like, we only go to church on Sunday and we're good throughout the rest of the week. It should be, we are in desperate need of Christ every hour of every day um, and every minute of every hour even. But um, my one defense, my righteousness I like that one a lot because like the armor of God is our defense and he is our, we are, he is our righteousness. Um, so teach my song to rise to you when temptation comes my way. That is just something I've struggled with pretty heavy throughout. Like I'd say maybe my first year and a half of Christianity was just, I was always giving in the temptation because I was never taught how to fight it or just get away from it. I just was always like, giving into it. And I think that is getting pretty not, I mean, it's not as bad now and I've just learned how to fight it. So that was what I had for that song. So. Mm. Well, it, uh, it's a great song. And, and I, I like that one too. Yeah. Um, it's kind of what we mentioned the other day. It's a, it's a kind of a me centered song, but it's a me centered song in a, how much I need him right. and how much his, I rely on his strength. It's yeah. a callback to, um, I need the every hour. Matt Mara went through a few songs that he yeah. rewrote hymns in a way, but he didn't like just rewrite them. He he literally put in different lyrics. T- took the idea. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Took the idea out of it and kind of used the the hymn for his chorus. Um, so it's a callback to that, um, which is a really neat idea. Yeah. But then the, the kind of the scripture that came to my mind while you were talking about teaching my song to rise to you is um, it's in Psalms. It's repeated a couple of times. The, the author says, um, why my soul are you so downcast? Turn your eyes to the Lord. I will yet praise him. Mm. Um, and he says, I think it's Psalm 47. There's a, there's, he says it a couple times in Psalms, the author will say this, this line of, why am I so downcast? I will yet praise the Lord. So you're teaching my song to rise to God while temptation, while I face temptation. Yeah. No matter what circumstance you're in, mm-hmm. even. Yeah. And, and actually, my favorite line in the whole song is, where sin runs deep, your grace is more. Yeah, and because again, it, it does. He's talking about how he is. He's he's a depraved human being. Yeah. He is tainted by sin, but God's grace is is stronger than that sin. So 
Yeah, that's a great song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, going to me. All, All right. right. We'll just go in a circle. So mine is is a, a group called Sovereign Grace. Uh, oh, okay. They're one of my favorite worship groups. Um, people haven't heard it. They're not very popular. Like as far as like being sung in congregational worship, I don't understand why, but well, it's when, okay. Never, never mind. I'm not going to go there. Never mind. <laughs> Do it. I was going to say when in today's Christianity, when you have something theologically rich, normally you won't. That's true. Mm. Unless so, we're in a strong church like ours. The song is All I Have is Christ. And it, again, it is another similar to what we just talked about. It's a, it's a little bit of a me-centered song, but just about our depravity and about our, that the only thing redeemable about me is Christ. And so just some of the highlights on the lyrics here. I once was lost in darkest night, yet thought I knew the way. The sin that promised joy in life had led me to the grave. I had no hope that you would own a rebel to your will. And if you had not loved me first, I would refuse you still. And the chorus is just simple. It's hallelujah, all I have is Christ. Hallelujah, Jesus is my life. Mm. And it's this idea of I, without Christ, my sin would overtake me. And again, it even says, as I ran my hellbound race, apart from Christ, we are destined for hell. Mm. And anyone who is not in Christ is on a crash course with hell. We've talked about that multiple times here. And Christ is the only way to remedy that situation. Um, talks about... You bore the wrath reserved for me. Now all I know is grace. Now, Lord, I would be yours alone and live so all might see. The strength to follow your commands could never come from me. Oh, Father, use my ransom life in any way you choose and let my song forever be. My only boast is you. Mm. And just, again, it's giving all the glory, all the credit to God for anything good in me is what the song is doing, I think, is, mm. is everything good in me is, is because of you. And I just want to tell you that. Mm. There was nothing I can do, even the strength to f- stand up to the temptation that Carter was talking about just a second ago with his song doesn't come from me. I can't do that on my own. And without Christ and without Scripture, without the strength He gives, you know. Yeah, it's a lot like the um, "Christ is my defense" or "Christ is my righteousness" line from "Lord, I Need You." So it's interesting you both took like those two songs back to back. But you know, like Christ is literally our righteous. You know. You, you you mentioned a little while ago that our righteousness, my righteousness, is as if filthy rags to God. Yeah. Um, all that I do to be righteous is just filthiness. But Christ can be my righteousness because he transforms me. All Music, right. Um, yeah. So my song, I didn't, I, I've liked the song ever since Atticus brought it to our church. But there was a line in it that I had a problem with until I started looking into it. And now it's my favorite theological song for, for at least today. Um <laughs> Glory, Honor, Power. Kind of a newer song that we've been singing at our church. It's by, the the writers at least are Jeff Pardo, Melody Noel, Tiffany Hudson. That's what um, Planning Center puts it as. Sometimes those are, sometimes those are not accurate. But um, yeah, it's Glory, Honor, Power. Influence music, which is not the one I've heard of. So Um, Yeah, I don't know. But, but I know this song is really good. Um, So the the lyrics, verse one, most worthy, worthy of praise, exalted above all things. My God, you are my God. Uh, verse 2, your splendor and majesty, your wonder fills everything. My God, you are my God. Uh, and in the chorus, holy is the Lord, holy is the Lord Almighty, seated on the throne, seated on the throne of glory, high and lifted up, your presence fills the temple when we worship you. So that line, your presence fills the temple when we worship you, was my problem with the song. And for obvious reasons, like, why does my worship, like, is God's presence contingent on my worship? Does that make any sense at all? Um, is that biblically, is there a biblical, biblical 
uh, precedence for that. And when I looked into this, I, I saw Revelation 4 is kind of a lot of the imagery and a lot of the influence for this song. But that line specifically, I think, comes from Psalm 22. And it's the the line from the Bible um, in the King James Version is, you abide in our praise. You inhabit our praise is, is what they say. You inhabit the praise of your people. Um, so it's marrying two concepts of God's glory filling the temple and him abiding, him residing in our praise and being seated on the throne of our praise, mm. which I thought was just like, I just poetically and artistically, like I love that he married those two things in that line mm. that he said, God's glory is filling the temple and then marrying it to when we worship you because he sits on the throne of our praise. Um, there is a biblical precedence to say like our praise, our praise is the throne that God sits on. It's just an awesome, like, I don't think God is contingent on our praise in any way, but I do think he has by his own will, like married himself in a way to, I mean, it uses that imagery throughout the Bible. He is. Well, and it's like, why did he create us? Yeah. yeah. So that we would glorify and we would praise him. Yeah. There was no need for us except he wanted us to do that. But so he willingly like connected his glory to our praise, you know, like yeah. that there is a like biblical aspect of like my glory is the throne that, or my praise is the throne that God sits on. Yeah. Um, and that's just an exciting line. Like it's the reason I put it here is because I I didn't like that line. Mm. Like it was just the the whole song I loved, and then that line I was I had a problem with it. And then I looked into it and was like, oh my gosh, I love this. <laughs> Your understanding versus God's understanding. Right. Yeah. You're like, okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then just the bridge. Uh, they repeat, um, glory, honor, and power mm. forever. Glory, honor, and power forever. Which is the line that the angels sing in Revelation. Yes. And Revelation being, you know, the vi- the vision of heaven that John gets. So we literally we're taking angels' words and putting them in this song. Yeah. Um, so the I just love the song. I think it's it's and it's God centered too. It's you know we don't have a not that we don't have a lot, but like to have a God centered song that yeah. is that rich is awesome. Yeah. Oh, it, it's I mean I, I'm reading through the lyrics here. It is, and I I remember the song. I haven't heard the song in a while, but it's just a straight up in the purest sense of the word a worship song. Mm-hmm. Mm. It is completely God centered. It the when we worship you, that is legitimately the only personal pronoun in this song that references yeah. us. And it's again, referencing us worshiping him. So it's not even about us mm-hmm. at that point. Favorite line in the song, honestly, because I, I really enjoy talking about like natural revelation, special revelation and stuff like that. So that first line of, I guess it's verse three creation points to the King. Yeah. Really like that line because it is, it's, it goes back to everything that has been created is for God's glory. We've mm-hmm. mentioned that. When we talked about the star, right? The sound of the that the star makes is just for God's glory. Yeah. Why is it there? Just because. All univ- the whole universe is groaning yeah. for God. So back to verse three. Brad's line, creation points to the king. My line, the heavens can't help but sing mm. to you. Um, so I'm reading this book called Is Atheism Dead? And he talks about, in it, I think it's second chapter, is the, the fine-tuning argument of the universe. Um, that atheists just don't have any kind of, and his whole point is like atheism just isn't intellectually tenable anymore because of how incredible our universe has been designed. Like it's right. so clear, all the numbers, like everything. If our universe was changed in any small way, we would all evaporate. Yeah. So it's so clear there's a designer here, and the heavens reflect that. That the expanse of the sky, the space that you were referring to, like the fact that we can study space, literally reflects 
there's a designer here and an incredible designer. All, yeah. all the science that is supposed to, in their minds, mm-hmm. disprove the existence yeah. of God is doing the exact opposite. Everything that they used to at one time say we can debunk God now, we don't need God to create the universe anymore. Well, now the more they discover, the harder it becomes for them yeah. to defend that I mean, anymore. They're still going to try. Yeah, yeah. But good luck. Yeah, good luck. Have fun. <laughs> yeah, great song. I was yeah. actually getting goosebumps sitting there reading the lyrics again and even thinking about us playing the song in church and just mm-hmm. the dynamics of the song mm-hmm. itself. And again, mm-hmm. music elicits emotional responses. So it was good. Yeah. Anyway. So mine, mine's an audio adrenaline song. Oh boy. <sighs> yeah. So it's it's actually a newer one. Uh, it was 2015. A new one? So, okay, so that's newer. Okay. So let me, just, new. let me just point out real quick, just for semantic purposes here, that is not audio adrenaline. Just throwing that out there. I have very strong opinions about <laughs> the revamped version of Audio Adrenaline. Oh, yeah. No. Very strong opinions. Anyway. That's, that's a band that calls themselves The Audio band Adrenaline. is called Audio Adrenaline. Anyway. <laughs> you just have to disagree with everything. <laughs> no, I just have very strong feelings about music I grew up with, and that's not the band. Cool, cool, cool. So cool, this cool. is actually one that I I heard not too long ago, uh, Sound of the Saints. I've heard that. Pour, pouring over this one. I, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I'll, I'll go through. I'll read some of it. So, oh, I love to hear the sound of creation. Again, going back to what we were talking yeah. about. The wind in the rhythm of the rain. Oh, the thunder, it speaks of your power, but there's something in the sound of the saints. I've been washed in the roar of the ocean, found peace in the echoes of a cave. And the trees of the field, they clap their hands, but there's something in the sound of the saints. From the lips of those you saved, a redemption song will rise, with a sound so full it cracks the sky. Oh, we sing hallelujah. Oh, we sing Amen. Hear the sound of the saints as we march on to Zion. Hallelujah. Amen. So that that thought of creation. Creation mm-hmm. is singing the praise. They are doing what God has created them to do. All the way from the mountains to the trees to the honeybees. They are working for the glory of God. And and the the trees in the fields or of the fields, they're clapping their hands. They are singing to God. But there is something in the sound of the saints, as in us. You know, mm-hmm. we are all we are all called to be saints, but to be in unison as we are singing to God in worship is just so cool. Yeah, it, it kind of salutes back to that. Like God has given us given us the ability to to like uplift Him even more than creation does. Like He's created all of creation. Yeah, and they worship Him. We were made specifically yeah. to. Right. Give glory and worship God. Right. We yeah. are the pinnacle of his creation. Yes. And therefore, we are. We should be the pinnacle of worshiping him. And mm-hmm. if the trees are doing a better job than we are, then, oh my goodness, yeah. get it together. Yeah. Um. So, next couple verses. I will hear the chorus of the angels, a forever symphony of praise. I long to hear the voice of my Savior, and he hears us the sound of the saints. From the lips of those you saved, a redemption song will rise. Every tongue, every tribe, hear the church, your bride. For me, uh, both Emily and I, we we really like songs that bring up the church as his bride. Mm. And uh, f- for us, it, it it seems like a lot of that's been lost. And it, But it's so rich and it's so true that we are the bride of Christ. And every tongue, every tribe will hear the church, us as a unified body, the body of Christ as the bride of Christ, singing praises to God. So cool. Our hearts will rise, our song shall be, Jesus Christ, our Savior, King forever. Our hearts will rise, the saints will sing, of Jesus Christ, our Savior, King forever and ever. And chronologically, it goes from creation. 
um, the beginning. It goes to where we are now as <clears throat> the bride of Christ. We are to be unified. We are to be singing this, these praises as we are working because we're, we're all called to be saints mm. to the very end, where at the end, every tribe, every nation, everyone will know. Everyone will know. So the sound of the saints, I, I like that one. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> and it sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. I actually don't know the song, but I, lyrically, I think that's, that's well, fantastic. And, and I like it because so it's, for me, it's theologically rich, hmm. but it's a simple song. It's it's simple. It's easy to sing, but it sounds good. The the instrumentals and everything it it sounds good. So yeah. I just and, it's an exciting song too. Yeah, it's very exciting. The whole and and for me, so it's together. that side of the eliciting an emotional response. It is easier to elicit emotional response when you have a slower, sadder song like uh, "Mercy Me, What If." Right. Like I j- going through things I have in my life, I hear that song and I I've teared up almost every time. And it, it elicits that emotional response, partially because of the music, the way it is conducted. Right. Whereas a song like this, it is all upbeat. It is all just, yeah. And if you can get an emotional response from this, it's mm-hmm. because of the lyrics. It's because of the message that it's trying to bring. Yeah. And that's what I like about it. And it makes you, like kind of makes you a part or something bigger, right? Like it, it yeah. talks about the earth, how it worships him and all this. And then he goes, there's something about the sound of the saints though. Yes. You know, like it, it's incredible for me to think of like the mountains proclaiming God's glory mm-hmm. and the stars. But then there is something about the but like me, body of Christ, a little human, you know, yeah. like this little church in a cornfield here. Yeah. That's what God longs to hear. Mm. And even it, though the stars can't help us. It reminds yeah. me a little bit of He Reigns by the Newsboys. Right, Boys. yeah. Right, just that. Same thing. It's the sound of the redeemed. Yes. You know, it, that, that's what he wants to hear. Eyes above. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and that's <laughs> another one. It's like a yeah. it's a hype song, but you get into that one. Like, you can get emotional about yeah. that one. Because yeah. you're just hearing, you know, like, there are people underground in churches. Yes. And they're worshiping today. And, you know, like, it, it's, what is it? From the... Uh, from the steeples to the underground, mm-hmm. to the faithful gathered uh, underground. Under, yeah. Like, so we have the tall steeples created for God's glory and they're ringing bells for God's glory. And then you have like five people who can't even meet in public and all of these worship the same God. Yes. Yeah. All of these points. And that's what he wants to hear. God. Yeah. That's what yeah. It, uh, it, last one. And then we'll move on because we're going to run out of time on our end. Maybe not yours as you're listening, but <laughs> <laughs> Phillips Cricketing, favorite song of all. Old song. I don't even know if you all know who that is. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. You know I grew up on little, that. Yeah. Yeah, a little no. bit. Not a what? huge fan of them as a whole group, but that one song, his favorite song of all is the Song of the Redeemed. Mm-hmm. He loves to hear the rain. He loves to hear the, the, the animals. He loves to hear creation. But he wants our worship yes. more than anything else. And that, yeah. that's what he desires most. So, anyway. I was just gonna say, for Great some song. reason, that song reminds me of a smoothie. I think the first time I listened to it, I was drinking a smoothie, and so I don't know why. I just always <laughs> remember. Me of a smoothie. Well, I'm glad I could help with that. <laughs> and now Carter wants a smoothie when we're done. That's why I don't sing it in church because you'll just walk out and do a smoothie. <laughs> just walk back in with a smoothie. <laughs> so our next song is a song that we don't necessarily have a problem with the entire song. We just have like an issue with a lyric or two or a line or two here and there. I think this is actually we could probably pick a lot of songs because. Kind of like you mentioned with your with your good song, there's that one line that just kind of bugs you for a little bit, yeah. and you kind of got to dig into it, and maybe you change your mind, maybe you don't. And so I think a lot of songs have these in them, especially songs from people who are legitimate artists and not just writing 
you know, wor- quote unquote congregational worship songs. Mm-hmm. People who are trying to throw some artistry in there, they're going to say some things like, "What does that? What does that mean?" So mine is a Hillsong. Uh, it's a wonderful name. What a wonderful name. Oh, okay. Or no, sorry, it's called What a Beautiful Name. Yeah. Uh-huh. My apologies. There is literally two lines in, ver- in verse two. You're going to start a war. That, I, that I'm not a fan of. That being said, the rest of the song I actually really like. I think it's solid. It is a legitimate worship song in that, in that regard. With the exception of verse two, the first two lines. You didn't want heaven without us. Mm. So Jesus, you brought heaven down. Yes. Mm. I actually might even give them the benefit of the doubt and kind of understand what, what they're trying to say here. I think they're just trying to say he kind of hearkening John 3.16. God so loved the world that he gave his only yeah. son. I think that's where they're going with that. And so I can give them the benefit of that. That's why I wouldn't put this as a bad song by any means. I just think semantically there there's a little bit of an issue here for me. Well, it it, it, it for me, it, it has that sound of he needed us. Right. Not that he wanted us. It's he didn't want heaven without us. So that thought of... Heaven's well, incomplete without us exactly. there. And that's, heaven is heaven because God is there. Yeah. Heaven is complete. God yeah. doesn't need any of us. I guess I go like a different route with that. Like I'm thinking of kind of back to the, the bride of Christ deal. Like God's not going to be separated from his bride forever. Right. Um, and that's why I don't have a problem with the line is like he, the, the whole rescue story of the Bible is I want to create a new heaven, a new earth, and I want my bride to be there and I want them to be there in whole. I don't want there to yeah. be this separation anymore. Um, so that's where I, I guess my mind goes. Is Well, yeah. and like I said, I, I, I do think that's where they're trying to go. Mm-hmm. I just, I think for me, it was just the way they said it. Because, so you brought heaven down. Uh, yes, he left heaven to come yeah. to earth. But like, heaven is heaven. This earth is going to be destroyed. And we'll have a new heaven and new earth. And so that is mm-hmm. when we can maybe even say that line of you brought heaven down. is like, yeah. well, yes, when we're in, physically in God's presence for eternity. Yes, heaven is here. And heaven, is, yeah. that, that's what we're have to look forward to. And so I do, like I said, that's why I have it kind of as a questionable one. Yeah. Because I just think there's like a couple of implications there that I'm not a huge fan of. Again, I don't think that's what they intended. And I don't necessarily think most people are going to even catch that. Yeah, I, I don't, definitely didn't until Yeah, you know. I don't really want you to say, this song, throw this song away, it's terrible. Right. Because it's not. Just maybe that one line of like, you could maybe work that a little differently of like, he loves us so much that he died for us, and he, and he left heaven, left the glory of heaven and came down for us, mm-hmm. slumming it with us us sheep here on earth, right? right. And that's that's where he, I think that's where they were going with it, yeah. I just, and maybe what, they just worded it. What it comes down oddly. to with, uh, the, uh, at least for me, the rest of these songs is it's word usage. Yeah. Word usage and placage. Placage, if that's a real word. It's a real word now. Word, yeah. <laughs> Coined it, placage. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. So. I agree. Yeah. Anyway, that's mine. Um. Because you had to leave, we're going to go to Isaac. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I tried to make all my songs come from like our song set at our church because I thought taking shots at Caleb was a little bit cheap. So, um, <laughs> it, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's very easy to do too. Right. So my next song is um, King of My Heart. Um, but the King of My Heart. Everybody knows the song. It's very popular. It's a song everywhere in church. Most lyrics are fine. The bridge throws me off because um, the bridge just says, you're never going to let me down. God's never going to let me down. I don't really get that line at all. Right. Um, because, like, okay, look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They told 
Never mind, it went away. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, when, uh, when they were being threatened by fire, they didn't say, our God will never let us down. They said, our God's capable of saving us, and even if he doesn't, it's to his glory. Yeah. So it's, it's not good theology to say, yep. God will never let me down. And in my own experience, like I've prayed for things I think I was pretty right to be praying for. Like I don't think I was out of base to be saying, God, please do this thing. Right. Didn't happen. Yeah. I was let down. You know, God... God let me down, I guess, is the way to look at that. Yeah. So I don't think it's right to be saying God, infinite God and all his wisdom isn't going to let me down. Like right. God doesn't, God doesn't bend his will to make my right. life better. Um, he, I mean, there's, there's definitely a precedent for like our prayer influences God's actions. That's, that's incredible. But God never going to let me down. That, that just seems like kind of a lazy line. Yeah. Like we want to attribute all these good things to God. So we're just going to say, you'll never let me down. And that's not. I just don't see where that's theological. Right. Well, and like you said, it's that uh, I go back to the mercy me, even if, you know, that presenting, okay, I am praying for this. I want this so bad. But again, it's not our will be done. It's his will. Mm -hmm. And this is what I want. And he doesn't give you what you want. So you're like, yeah, he let me down. But in reality, it's like, no, I am working all things out for your good. And Romans, that's Romans chapter eight, working all things out for your good. And it doesn't seem like good at the time because and I can't even imagine. Um, I don't know. You want to go into it, but just things that has gone in your life. I can't even imagine that. Yeah. But again, looking at, at God as in he's working all things out for your good. I'm like, how is that even possible? But again, your will be done. Not, not, not mine. It's, it's a bummer thing to think about, but, yeah. uh, but it's true. Yeah. Well, yeah. Jesus all throughout scripture, you, you see this guarantee that we are going to go through hard times. Mm-hmm. I mean, guaranteed. We're going to go through trials, tribulations. Things are going to be terrible at you times. You will suffer for my namesake. You will namesake. suffer for my namesake. Yeah. Is that God letting you down? No, it's not. Yeah. Because, again, I kind of get what they're trying to do here. Yeah. yeah. But it's just kind of... It's it's weird. To, it, it just kind of makes it like... It makes it gives you the idea that like God is somehow uh, responsible for doing what I wanted to do. Exactly. Right. 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 And I, that's... Yeah, absolutely. That's a problem where it's... Yeah, I, don't I also I'm, as they're bringing up these songs, I'm I'm, just, I'm going through and just kind of reading along with them on my phone, and there aren't many words to this song, and that annoys me. King so, of my heart. Yeah. Oh. If they could take the bridge away and just leave the three verses, almost like a uh, almost like an old hymn, this would be a great song. Yeah. But then they add "You Are Good" five thousand times. <laughs> oh, that's another like just pet peeve is uh, when a song uses woes as like a structural part of the song. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Because they just couldn't think of anything else to put there. (laughs) You are good, good. Whoa, whoa. Uh, That's. That's just a pet peeve of mine. Yeah. Like I just, like I said, the the bridge is kind of like theologically lazy. Like I just think that's artistically lazy. I don't know. Not that it's a big deal. It's not like a deal breaker. It's just yeah. (laughs) Cool. Yeah, that's a good one. I I like that. Alston, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna ring it up. You going for it? All right. So. Um, reckless, uh. reckless love. I, I like the song. Yeah. For, for me, it's not a very, not a theologically rich song. It's kind of a shallow song, but I like it. It sounds good. The melody's great. The lyrics are pretty good. And even with with the the word usage of reckless, I'm like, even then, I'm still gonna sing it. Mm-hmm. We we sing it on Sunday. I will sing it. I I replace the word. Yeah. Um, looking at reckless as, uh, it is a human term. We, for me, it is when we are saying reckless, we are equating God's love to human love. 
and when it should be the other way around. We should be equating humans' love to God love. And when we are saying reckless, it's like, I again, I understand what they're saying. I understand what they're getting at. And even the the reasonings behind some of these people giving in the reason reasonings why that word is used. Uh, like uh, one of it's like a soldier being reckless to go save mm. um, his, his men behind enemy lines, that kind of deal. The way I see it is my God's love isn't reckless. It's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. There's nothing reckless about it because the thought of when you say reckless, it is a bad thing. If any of us were to be reckless, it would be, a, it's a bad connotation. Why? Because we don't care what happens to us or anyone around us because of what we're doing. Whereas Jesus, it is evident that he cared so much so that he came down here because he cared for us. And even then, looking at him in the Garden of Gethsemane, I mean, Lord God, please take this cup from me. He he was not reckless because he did care. He didn't want that to happen. But he said, nevertheless, your will be done, not mine. So that... It wasn't reckless, it was perfect. In Romans chapter 5, verse 6, at the right time, at the appointed time that God picked out in history, Christ died. Mm. It wasn't reckless, it was perfect. An exact time, at the exact moment, Christ was placed on earth to die. So, there was nothing reckless about I'm, it. I'm wondering if, if maybe... He, who wrote this song? Corey, uh, Corey Asbury. Asbury. Corey Asbury, yeah. Um, I'm wondering if he was trying to almost have like a... I might get in trouble for saying this, but like a consequences be damned type mentality. Like I'm yeah. going to love you so much. It does not matter yeah. what I have yeah. to do to show my love. Yep. I think that's maybe what he's getting at, but he used the term, like you said, that has such a negative connotation. Right. And that's it. It's like, I, I get it. I do. And it, and it sounds, it sounds good when you're thinking of it, that mentality yeah. of, I don't care that mentality of leaving the 99 for the one. I don't care what happens. I'm going for you. Mm-hmm. But no, he does care about the 99. He would not leave the 99 in trouble to go save the one. He has secured them because they're safe and secured in the pen, whatever, wherever they're at, so he can go save that one. So it's not reckless. It's perfect. Yeah. And and that's what I do. When whenever we sing it, I replace it with perfect. Okay. And I do. I I like the song. It it sounds good and for me, it's just that bad connotation. And yeah. again, I'm not going to look at it and say, oh, yeah, it's a terrible song because he's reckless. No, it, it's a good song. I like it. So I got to I gotta give a little defense for yes, it. Yes, let's see um, it. But I'll, I'll pretext this with, I, I'm a part of a three-man, um, probably four-man here soon, worship like group that like we, we take turns leading worship at our church. Um, James does not like the word reckless. Atticus believes the word reckless is totally fine. I don't like the song because of it just, I, I don't like the, whoa, yeah. you know, the woes I was just talking <laughs> the, about. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. Don't like it. Um, I didn't have a conviction either way. So I've been on a team before where um, uh, someone was being baptized and one of that song played and James was the leader and he changed the word. And yeah. I actually like helped him change the word to that song. Yeah. And then I've been on a team before where Atticus led the worship song and didn't change the word and yeah. offered a pretty good defense for why he didn't want to change it. Yeah. Um, so that's like where I sit. I just don't, yeah. I just don't play the songs I don't like it. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> for whatever. me, I I don't see it as a worship song, but I see it as a good. Yeah. For me, if I'm singing, I granted that's that's my range of vocal cords anyway. So I, <laughs> I I'll reach that, and I and it's comfortable for me. But yeah, I don't really see it much as a worship song. But if we yeah. sing it in church, I'll sing it. But let me give the defense for the the word reckless. I guess. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, leaving the 99, obviously that would be seen as a reckless act in that day because uh, your 99 sheep are a big investment. You're going to lose one. And it, and it points to the fact like these sheep are more than just wool to this shepherd. Um, he He's connected. He wants all 100 of his sheep because um, if it was just wool, then losing 1% of your wool isn't that big a loss. Right. So there's that. The other, um, the writer, Corey Asbury, talks about how Luke 15 was a big influence in this song. And that's, you know, the prodigal son. And and the son betrays his father. The son is mm. working for his father and then says, you know what, father? I want my inheritance. I'm leaving. I don't want to work for you anymore. I want to be off your farm. I want to do what I want to do with your estate money. And the father lets him go. The son wastes half of his money and then comes back to beg for a job. And the father runs out to him and puts a robe on him and says, give me a ring for him. Slaughter the, fi- the fatted calf. Mm-hmm. Like everything. The father's the father's not like, this guy betrayed me before. How are we going to fit him back in the family? He's not consulting the older brother. That comes up later. He's not questioning things. The father runs out to grab his son. And before his son can say anything, is throwing a robe on him and throwing a party for him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, that's... By all intents and purposes, like this is how Jesus described his love is it is kind of reckless, I guess you could say Um, the other. And this, I think, is the best defense for the word reckless is Hosea. Um, If you don't know Hosea's story, he's a prophet. And God says, all right, Hosea, go. I don't know if to call Hosea or Jose. I don't don't know the pronunciation. But anyway, it's he says, all right, go and marry a promiscuous woman. Go marry a prostitute. A prostitute. Yeah. And he does. He goes and marries a prostitute. And actually, his first three children are are named um, like not faithful, not my people. And this is what God tells him to name them. It's it's lo rumaha, lo and lo meaning not, and it's not faithful, not my people. All these like harsh terms for his children. And in the course of this book, his wife uh, Gomer sells yep. herself back into prostitution, and God commands Jose go get your wife. And he has to buy his wife out of prostitution, which is reckless. Like it's, it's, yeah, I, I think the word reckless is not, it's kind of like you said, it's not condemnable, right. you know, like I think I get where Corey's going with this and I can understand why you'd want to sing, why you'd want to say, look how recklessly God has pursued me, right. um, which is the whole point of the, you know, he says, when I was your foe, you fought for me. Right. He, he says all these, you know, <laughs> he gives that, like that relationship of, here I am, your enemy, but you were fighting for me, right. which is, you know, it, it's reckless again. So you have these, I get it, like you're using human terms to describe right. God, but all worship has to use some human terms to yeah. describe God. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give a defense for the word reckless. I don't, if people have a problem with it, that's fine. I yeah. don't think it should, if it's splitting your church or you're going to go after your worship <laughs> minister for it, There's you need to issue. sit down and, and think through a few things. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. We're attacking James. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> no, you, uh, yeah, you're not really going to be a helpful to your worship minister by telling right. him all his songs are like by just going after him for the word reckless. <laughs> uh, Cause I think there's a good like biblical re- like, I think there's biblical precedent to use the word reckless. I, I get why people have a negative connotation for it. Yeah. Well, again, it's, it's equating human love to God love or equating God love to human love. Mm. And it's, for me, it, it's that it's, so, right. we're equating it the wrong way because. Let me throw just one yeah. more little wrench in there. Does that, does that word specifically that word throw a little bit of a wrench into the sovereignty of God because it almost uh, <laughs> it, because like <laughs> like this is a whole another like I know. two episodes like Austin said were um it was perfect love right and and everything has gone 
whether we want to believe it or not, uh, everything in this world has gone according to God's plan, yep. ultimately, because of his sovereignty. So <laughs> does that question his sovereignty in, in any way? I don't know. I don't know the answer. I just was thinking you, that while you were talking. So did you listen to the debate that I sent you not a yet, while ago? I'm, okay. I'm going There's to. one great no, line in it. Um, I, I, I am going to. There's down. one phenomenal line from uh, Dr. Brown in it that, that just like, that I love so much. And he says, uh, you'll see in the debate, but he says like, I believe God is able to work out his plan in the midst of our chaos and in the midst of our disobedience, which I thought was phenomenal. And that's kind of where like this reckless love, like even while I'm living in rebellion, God is fighting for me. Right. Well, it's okay. that it's not because of sin that this is happening. It's despite our sin, this is happening. Yeah. And I, I think that's, that's one of the key things that we need to work with too. Um, uh, like say, oh goodness. I don't, again, not want to go too deep into right. things yet. <laughs> yeah. that, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's my fault. Yeah. I apologize. It's like <laughs> you have um, someone who, a uh, man and wife that gets married and then they get divorced. You know, the, God hates divorce. He doesn't want that to happen. But they have like a kid. So like they, they had premarital sex and a consequence, not a consequence, but the pro- byproduct of having that premarital sex, they were pregnant. They had a kid. So is that, oh, because of sin, this kid was born? No. Despite of their sin, this kid was born, and it's a blessing. That's through Scripture, despite our sin, God still blesses us through yeah. through through these things, not because of these things, but despite these mm. things. Yeah. And that, that kind of goes along with it. But. All right, Carter, what is your questionable lyric? <laughs> it is the song, Holy Spirit. Wait, can you hear me from back oh, here? Awesome. No, come okay. up a little bit. Um, the song is Holy Spirit. I don't know her last name. It's Francesca Car- something. Oh, Battistelli. oh Battistelli? Francesca Battistelli. Yeah. Oh, hey. I think Carrie Job wrote it. I think. I haven't. I don't know. heard that one in a while. I don't know what who wrote it or not. But um, <laughs> it's just one line that I have a problem with, and it's the Holy Spirit. You are welcome here. And it's like, as believers, as Christians, we have the Holy Spirit within us, and so it just seems useless to say that. And I mean, because he's already. He as like all of us believing we're meeting together. He should already be there. We shouldn't have to say you are welcome here. Hmm. He so dwells like, inside of us. Yeah, right. At, yeah. at the moment of yeah. belief, omnipresent. At the moment of salvation, if we he, have dwell, ex- he dwells within us. Yeah, yeah I've always had a little like irk <clears throat> with that line. It just doesn't. I don't know. Yeah, I just don't like. I mean, the rest of the song I haven't heard in a while, so I think it's pretty good. But yeah, it. It just feels kind of useless to say yeah. that. I guess if you were taking an Old Testament view of it, you know, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here, like in the temple. It's like, yeah, I'd get, I'd, I get it. But mm-hmm. yeah, as as we are all, have we have the Holy Spirit within mm-hmm. us, as he dwells within us and we're together, he is there. Yeah. I guess it, the, like, inviting the Holy Spirit into your presence is, is yeah, I could see that. Yeah. But it just kind of gives us, like, image of, like, all right, better open the door, let's get the mat out, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody light candles? I don't know. Almost, <laughs> almost trivializing his presence. Yeah. Of yeah, like, like, we can control to him. To say, yeah. oh, so welcome speak. in, Holy Spirit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Glad you could join us. Well, it, it's that mindset of even in prayer. You know, as you're praying, um, Lord God, be with this person. Well, if we believe what we believe, he is everywhere at once. He is with us. Mm. He's with us, even unbelievers. He's there. His presence is there. So, it's kind of like a, I don't want to say pointless prayer, because I, I, I don't like using that. Mm. But it... There's no real need for it because he is there. He's always yeah. there. And I will say the line in context is a, is a good line. You're welcome here. Come flood this place and fill it. You know, it's yeah. very clear we're asking for the Holy Spirit right. to come into our presence. Um, but yeah, the, the you are welcome here line is this pretty 
it's just odd. It throws me out a little bit sometimes. Yeah. I'd be, I'd fill it more with a plead. Lord, please, please come come here. here. Please fill me. Yeah. I'm also like, I'm generally against changing the lyrics to songs if it's that Mm. simple. Like I've, I have done it. Not proud of it, but I have done it. (laughs) Um, I almost did it last, uh, a couple weeks ago, actually, when I texted you all about this song. And I listened to the complete wrong and song. You to the wrong that song. was just, hilarious. I went, I went into this whole diatribe. Not really. It was like a little paragraph of just like what bothered me about it. Yeah. And, and what bothered me about what I did was that none of y'all caught me. None of y'all were like, "Wait a minute, that's not the right song." I was just like, <laughs> "You never bad. listen anyway," as we've already discussed. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> anyway, whatever. Anyway, let's start with Isaac on this next one. Oh shoot, oh, Isaac, yeah, yeah. go with your yeah, 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 yeah. song that you have a problem with as a song yeah let me get the lyrics up here um, as a whole because i this is the one i want to talk about because i know what song he's gonna say okay so it's just a little hot takey mm. and we talked about this <laughs> last um last podcast episode on tuesday which was definitely recorded on tuesday we talked about it many days ago the the theology of like the jesus is my girlfriend theology kind of deal sort of like getting into church a little bit and and just to explain that like if you can listen to a whole song and not know he's talking about God, except for a few spiritual phrases thrown in there, you know, if you could just take that song and sing it to your girlfriend, may not be a good worship song. So, with that being said, um, the song I'm going after here is How He Loves. How He Loves, the the overall message of it is fine. Um, it's how much God loves us. It's just the it's overwhelming nature of God. But there is nothing theologically worthwhile in this song. I the first line is fine. I guess he is jealous for me. They're, the jealous love of God is 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 biblically there's there's good reason for that. Love's like a hurricane. I am a tree. Okay, if you have a problem with the word reckless, you should have a problem with the word hurricane here. Just a thought. <laughs> Bending beneath the weight of his wind and mercy. I don't understand why you're using wind and mercy next to each other. That you're crossing analogies for no reason. More no, water references. More water references. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's just there's nothing here that's like theologically gonna shape your theology in a good way all that all that it communicates is how much he loves you which is good but there's plenty of songs for that um then it all culminates in in the line the are you a sloppy wet person or are you an unforeseen person (laughs) they're both bad (laughs) none of them are good uh sloppy wet kiss i don't what why would you say that god makes me think of a dog yeah just laying his tongue and or like my little my little squishy baby like he kind of gets sloppy yeah yeah he'll he'll just lay on mouth yeah yeah (laughs) grab your face with his teeth yeah he's he's crazy but isn't that called biting yeah Uh, not when he doesn't have not when he has teeth yeah he He has like two teeth so it's not really it's called gumming anyway god god kissing the earth with a sloppy wet kiss doesn't there, no, really? just no. Yeah. And then the uh, the non consensual kiss is also kind of bad. What's <laughs> um, the Joe, Joe Biden sniff? It's a, it's a little a little rapey, like a yeah. little. <laughs> I don't want to say that, but yeah, it's uh, the unforeseen kiss. I I can see where you're reaching for that, like with you know, no one expected this. But can we just eliminate the word kiss? Can we say just anything else? What well, for me, it, it insinuates that eros love. Um, like yeah, God has that so eros love for us, almost like, sexualizes. Yeah, it. I'm like, yeah. no, yeah, no, that's that's not it. It's agape. It's perfect. Well, and it goes it, back to like the Jesus is my girlfriend theology. Like, yeah, you're just throwing this kiss line in there because it would sound good in a love song. Mm-hmm. And this, this that's, is a worship song. It's the wrong kind of love you're singing about. Mm-hmm. And that that was my take on it too. Yeah, yeah. I think some artists kind of mm-hmm. get that conflated of like every worship song is just a love song to God. Well, no, no, not really. Mm-hmm. And then especially if you're singing about 
a love song to yourself from God is <laughs> yeah <laughs> awkward. Yeah. Well, I don't and know. It, what we've talked about this before, we English language just how inadequate it can be at times to yeah. to explain these things. We have one word for love, love. Yeah, and what is it? I love in, Chipotle. In, I in, love my wife. I love in my baby. Uh, scripture. It's five, six, seven, seven, seven different, seven different Greek words for love. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's inadequate. Yeah, to to use that word. So yeah, it's. Uh, so I've always been a sloppy wet kiss fan of that song. <laughs> I don't know why. I, for some reason, it just. He just I, likes. I just like the line. He likes the lyric. Like sloppy wet kisses. But. <laughs> Be the more dogs, the guess. more I've studied and thought through this, and even hearing what you've talked about today, I have more of an issue with it now. I really do. Like yeah. it, it's. I think of sloppy wet kiss, and I think of Dexter licking me, and his breath smells so bad. <laughs> I don't want to think about that when I'm thinking about God. Dexter is my husky, not like yeah. a random person. Dexter is my dog. named after a serial killer. <laughs> anyway. And there's like so. Let's go back to reckless love for a second. That I think adds. Like an aspect, like you can see where he's reaching for with like that word, yeah. the reckless pursuit of God. Right. Um, God, like, you know, God leaving the 99 for me. Um, that does kind of add a a thought to the way you see God's love. Right. Sloppy, wet, and unforeseen does not. It is not. <laughs> There's good. no fruit there There's at all. Nothing in the whole song adds to the way you experience God's love. Yeah. Except for just singing how he loves 80 times. <laughs> And, you know, it's a powerful line. It was like a church anthem for a long time. But we can do better than that. Yeah, yeah. Especially now. And and why was that song so popular? It's because of the build of the music, I think. Mm. Crowder, when when Crowder sings it specifically, I don't know, I haven't heard John McMillan's version in a while, but when Crowder does it, it, the song builds, the instruments get louder, his voice gets more intense, and it becomes more of an emotional song. Right. Maybe that... Maybe that's why we overlooked that lyric for so long yes. and overlooked the message of the song as a whole for so long. Of this, the lyrics are kind of nonsensical. When you start <laughs> to actually read them, you're like, "Yeah." I mean, I guess I can get it, but this is kind of nonsense. It's yeah. just a bunch of words that sound good together. It, the other, like, this is not necessarily about the song, but there's. I've been to like camps and worship conferences before where they have what they call the the cry night and like oh, the yeah yeah the whole. Thursday night was always the cry night right, at the, yeah. t- the camps that I went to. Thursday night's cry Thursday night. Cry and night. it's like the whole point is, you know, we're going to get these kids to cry and give their lives to God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a, or at a choir, a I think at a choir of the choir fire, the it was Friday like night was the cry night. 27 hours of being in conference, and then they <laughs> sing a song for 25 minutes. And it was this song, usually, because they can just repeat that line several times. Uh, what I was going to say is I, I talked to, it's uh, my father-in-law did a camp, and, and I mentioned cry night to him, and he was like, I don't do cry night with the kids because... They're kids. Like, they're so young. They're so vulnerable to just having emotional responses right. to this. And well, that really then, opened my eyes to, like, what emotional tricks do churches and exactly. play on people? Yeah. And, like, with this song specifically, it's for the emotion. The emotions. Yeah. You can get really emotional singing yeah. the song. Yeah. So, that's my right. theological bugaboo. Awesome. Nice. So, again, not finding a song I totally think is garbage. I, I have a couple, again, just the word usage um one is uh resurrecting uh elevation worship it's yeah. robbed the grave it's oh god robbed the grave and i'm like okay thou shall not steal mm. robbed that that's what when you rob someone you're stealing that's theft i'm like okay well that can't be um besides the fact that everything is god's anyway he didn't have to take anything it was his 
and that whole robbing of the grave. No, it's his. He can't rob something that's his, and you, thou shalt not steal anyway. So it, just that thought, too. The other one was um, North Point Worship. Uh, death was arrested. Death was arrested in my life. Uh, so on and so forth. Began, yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, it's like, well, no, God didn't arrest because that whole thought of, okay, if you arrest something, you put them in jail, you book them. Granted, I worked in the correction system, so I know how that goes. But God didn't kind arrest like processing death. System. Yeah. He defeated it. Like, death was arrested. No, death was defeated. Mm. Death is no longer has any hold on him whatsoever. It wasn't arrested and held back for a later time where it makes bail and it can get back out. It's like, no, death was defeated, obliterated. It's done. So, I, j- again, it's word usage. I'm not going to say, hey, don't listen to these songs because they're terrible. They might be. I don't know. That's a different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the word usage, again, just being um, keen on what you're listening to, being able to be discerning and say, okay, I know what this says, not great, but I understand what they're trying to get to. And then, I, so again, reckless, I'll, I'll change it. I change it to perfect, but that, that's up to you. That's between you and God. So, I didn't have one that I thought was completely garbage. So, I guess Boo. that's a good thing. Boo. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, kind of similar. Mine wasn't, like, terrible. But, I mean, it's I pretty much have two for, like, the okay, but this one is a little bit worse for me. It's called One Thing Remains. I think it's by mm-hmm. Jesus Culture. Uh, similar to what you were saying for your other one, uh, the line that I kind of don't like is, your love never fails, it never gives up, it never runs out on me. And it's just like very vague. It doesn't give a lot of information there. And it, to me, is sounding like you can sin all you want, you don't have to repent, and his love will not give up. He'll love you for it. And you can just live exactly how you want to and he's going to love you for it and you'll get to heaven. So that's like the problem I have with this song. You just, I just, I don't know. I don't like it. It's another, um, Jesus is my girlfriend song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. It doesn't really, it's like vague spiritual battles and then like to get emotion. Yeah. And then just <laughs> yeah. a love song underneath all that. Yeah. yeah. I, be, I encourage everyone to watch the, uh, the video that John Christ and Aaron Weber did yeah. about, uh, they're, they're interviewing a potential new Christian band. And they go through, it's a, it's a parody, it's it's a it's comedy, but it's a little bit true. <laughs> it's a <laughs> lot. It's very a lot of true. true. <laughs> um, and just the thought process behind writing some of these songs, and like you said, yeah. vague struggles. Yeah. Don't don't get real because that's a little too much. Vague struggles. To be fair, if someone got like real about their own struggles, it wouldn't be good to not for worship. Be good for worship. No, you're right. So I can understand it. Um, yeah, but they they get sometimes they just get like so. Well, bad. and I, that that uh, was more about Christian artistry than it is yeah Christian worship music like congregational yeah. worship music. So, um, all right, so mine that I kind of think we should maybe toss out and not sing is is by Rend Collective. Okay, it is Build Your Kingdom Here. Wow, um, <laughs> <laughs> I knew Isaac wouldn't be a fan of this. Tape, I'm a big but, fan of Rend Collective. They are pretty awesome. Um, but go I, on. I don't like this heresy. song, and, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read this little paragraph that that I found online. And it says it a lot better than I could. Because I've always had, like, when, we, when, I've, when I've heard it sung in church or when I've heard it on the radio, which I haven't heard it on the radio, but when I've heard it in church, I've always, it's just something about it just kind of doesn't sit well. And so I was kind of trying to think through these lyrics and um, came across this head, this article, and I like this paragraph. So I'm just going to read it from uh, this, this 
I don't even know who wrote this, but anyway, doesn't matter. This is a good example of how an otherwise good topic can be misapplied and misunderstood by those singing. God is in the process of establishing his kingdom now in the reborn spirits of men who believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. He will not establish his physical kingdom on earth until Christ returns. He will not heal our streets and lands until the millennial kingdom. Right now, we are to preach the gospel, whereby the Holy Spirit changes people who commit to Jesus Christ from the inside out. There are two phrases in the song that that this particular article points out. Change our atmosphere and Holy Spirit come invade us now. The atmosphere is not going to be changed until the millennial kingdom. Because right now, we are under the dominion of the evil one. Satan is the prince of the power of the air. He is he is in control of this ultimately this earth until Christ comes back and establishes his millennial kingdom. Holy Spirit does not invade people, and if they are being forcibly invaded, <laughs> that's not the Holy Unforeseen, Spirit. Not Reckless, not right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so the word "invade" there <laughs> kind of funny, but Holy Spirit doesn't invade you; he he dwells okay. within you. Right. Um, yeah. But I just it almost trivializes the the power the, the Satan has over this earth. Mm-hmm. Can and, I and, can I counter like the atmosphere? Of course. Thing? Yeah. 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 So. Um, yeah, so like I get what they're trying to say with um, the atmosphere won't be changed until Christ comes um, or until his new earth is established, new um, the new kingdom, the new heaven and earth. Um, that being said, Carter, you talked about Haiti um, and the spiritual world that goes on there. Mm-hmm. There's a different atmosphere there, right? Like I remember I went to Arizona and it's a different yeah. – it's like this is a place where Satan won, you know? Like Satan is currently winning, has mm-hmm. won – the Christians there are the small rebellion. Um, that's that's how I experienced the. Um, it was an Apache reservation where gang um, gang violence is super common. The, I can't. There's so many things. Um, the one of our host missionaries told us that it's most people aren't virgins by the time most young girls aren't virgins by the time they're 12 or 13 um, because mm. of because of evil things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's a place where Satan has Satan has sat on the throne of the hearts of men there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um God God sits on the throne over the world, but you know, it's kinda like the the image you get from Daniel where there's like a stronghold that God's angels are having a hard time getting through and we don't yeah. really understand it. Yeah. So that's where I think like the atmosphere line, it, you know, it maybe it's a little nitpicky. Well but no, it might so be a little nitpicky. But de- defining atmosphere is okay, <clears throat> truly the atmosphere of the the earth. That will dissolve like snow, as it says in Revelation. Mm-hmm. And the atmosphere, as in the air around us, our our atmosphere, our physical atmosphere, this room, the presence of God in this room. And it's like, that's where my mind went of, Lord, fill this atmosphere, as in Lord God, and dwell in us, or whatever, the, the last one you said. What was the... You are welcome here. You are welcome here, yeah. It's no longer, are you are welcome here, oh Lord, it's Lord God, please. Please fill this room, fill this atmosphere around us so that just the air we breathe is your presence. And that that's where my mind went yeah. to where fill this atmosphere, you're pleading, you're asking God, take away this evil and fill it with you. So again, with this one, I don't necessarily think they're maliciously yeah. trying to throw people into bad theology by any means. I, I I do think I understand where they're going. I just don't like the way they did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't like some of the implications that some of their lines have in the song, I think, because again, our our task is to preach the gospel and 
to see lives change from the inside out. Sorry. No, it's okay. Like, it's good. Um, his kingdom is not... It, it's coming. Like, it's yeah. not happening now. I don't know. It just... The song just kind of irked me, and, and that explained it a little bit better than I could have. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah, I, next time you sing it at church, I, I will walk it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I will jump on stage and demand an explanation. No, I'm kidding. Well, that's fine, I guess. Not really. You can always be kicked off, too. It's fine. I'm going to put in the worst step for tomorrow, though, because I know it bothers you now. <laughs> <laughs> that and Is He Worthy. They're, and they're both worthy. making the cut. Yep. Yeah. All of our questionable songs are going in, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just start a war. Let's do it. <laughs> well, no, I think this was a, a cool, uh, cool topic. I enjoyed this. This was fun. And... No one got too angry. I like that. That's good. We didn't get. Yeah, too... we definitely get angry enough. I'm kind of bummed about that. <laughs> I was wanting more, more fire. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, just again, the purpose of this for me, and I hope I think for all of us, was just to get you to think, mm-hmm. think through what you're listening to, think through what you're singing, think through the songs your church sings. Um, do not again. Do not attack your worship pastor. Do not please write angry letters. <laughs> if you have a legitimate concern about a line or a song in general. Yeah, have a conversation, but that's it. Have yeah. a conversation like we did today, where with How He Loves, he even kind of brought some new perspective to that, Isaac did, for, for me on that song. And so I like it less today than I did <laughs> yesterday. I thought I could ruin that for you. Yeah, we didn't <laughs> ruin it necessarily, but you know, I like it less now than I did. And, yeah. and same with Is He Worthy? I understand hey. it better. I still, my hatred of it is still Why pretty high. Why are we high. still talking about that song? But no, I'm just saying like... That's that's the goal, right? Yeah. Is to have a conversation and to say it, see it from a different perspective, and maybe fi- maybe you do find a song where the worship leader is like, you know what? I never looked at it that way. Maybe we shouldn't be singing this, mm-hmm. and vice versa, where you're thinking maybe we shouldn't sing it, and the worship leader is like, well, okay, but look at it this way. Okay, now I get it. Maybe it's okay. So just to have intellectual conversations and thoughts, and not just emotional conversations and thoughts about these songs. Yeah. So anyway, that's where we are. Use scripture, please. Use scripture. Use I mean, scripture. really, what was it? Shane and Shane does that, right? They just oh, yeah, sing the songs. Excellent. And I mean, you can't go Psalm wrong with 46. that. Yeah. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah. So, well, guys, Isaac, thank you. This was a lot of yeah, fun. This yeah, this is cool. I enjoy it. Well, thanks for having me out to your gigantic house, Brad. I'm so happy. Covered in Louisville stuff. Covered in Louisville stuff. <laughs> no, thanks for having me on. <laughs> thanks for having me on. This is great. I'm yeah. glad that it was good to like talk through some because I don't talk about it near enough. Like what I'm. You know, like you were saying, think about worship. Like, yeah. sometimes I don't think about it as much as I should. Like, there are lines in, in Build Your Kingdom that are kind of, yeah, I can see where there's a problem with them. Well, so we'll, uh, we will get back at it next week uh, with a couple new topics and uh, start maybe diving into some sketchy stuff. And not sketchy, but Ooh, sketchy. Theologically, theologically rich, rich topics. And uh, way to I, repackage that yeah that <laughs> and I, I really do i, I really enjoy usage. hey we have a fourth mic i enjoy using it so this is pretty it's cool true. um yeah. we'll maybe we'll start integrating some people in as we as we continue and uh, until then guys we will see you all next week thanks for listening like comment leave us a five-star review please interact with us Please interact with us. Wait, Stop. I have homework again. I forgot. Oh, you have homework. I do. All hey. right. And it's to do what we did. Find a song that you think is theologically rich, okay, and pretty bad. So. Okay. Yeah. And, and and leave them in the comments. Tell us what 
Okay. <laughs> don't even ask. I don't, 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 don't even ask. Avoid the comment section. If you at comment all first, costs. you get a thousand dollars. They still won't. They won't. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, you... I am not part of that <laughs> no, whatsoever I'm not at either. all. One hundred percent. I totally denounce this. <laughs> no one's gonna comment anyway. <laughs> I'll comment. Carter has an extra thousand dollars stashed Apparently. somewhere. So, good luck. Good luck. Carter right. will give you a sloppy. I'm going to comment first. All right, guys. Well. We'll see you all next week, and uh, in the meantime, stay rooted. San Diego. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for listening to our show. If you enjoyed what you heard, like, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. You can find us on Apple, Google, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, at Rooted in Logos Pod, or even on our website, www.rootedinlogospod.com. And if you want to support us financially, visit us at patreon.com slash rooted in love.